Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. AFL Trade Exchange. For Ream. Install a Ream. Australia's favourite in hot water. And Repco Authorised Service. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. This is Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. You're listening to the Trade Exchange. Riley Beveridge and Kaltumi getting you through the next hour of deals. We've got plenty to chat through today. We'll have Tom Berry, the new Gold Coast Suns recruit, on the show a bit later. We'll also do a bit of draft chat with Cal, who is AFL.com.au's draft guru. The NAB AFL Draft Combine starts today. If you've got any questions for Cal, shoot them through on the text line 0419 187 323. We'll try and get to as many draft questions as we can in the second half hour. Cal, how are you going today? Good, thank you, Riley. Did see a few clubs piling into Marvel Stadium this morning and a few draft days as well. So they are going through their interviews across Friday and Saturday. And on Sunday, we'll be partaking in the athletic testing. So mm. the sprint and the agility and the jumps and the two kilometers. What's your favorite? I'm more of a sprint man. <laughs> yeah. More of a sprint man. Could I, you I, crack three? <laughs> in your heyday, you could. heyday, yeah, easily. <laughs> be inter- I would, I'm not going to say I'd like to do it. It would be interesting to see though. Yeah. I mean, how much slower can you be over 20 metres? <laughs> it can't be that much slower, I think it could it? be. All right, we'll get to that in the second half hour today. Cal, I want to start by chatting trades, though. Uh, Tanner Bruin is a Geelong player. Pick 18 traded to GWS from the Cats. There's some interesting parts and pieces to this deal, though. What do you make of it? Well, I mean, Tanner's been keen to get home. Pretty well as soon as he got to the Giants, I think. And look, he's um, after two years upped and left and, and gone back to the Cats. The Cats weren't the only club who were interested in him, of course. Um, he met with North Melbourne as well. Uh, Hawthorne had a level of interest as well, but he ended up choosing the Cats. And I don't think the Cats made a, a really sustained attack for him throughout the year, but there was always a sense that Tanner uh, was keen to get back to Victoria pretty quickly. Yep. So... Um, and not many draftees do leave after two years and, and change clubs. So especially when they're top 12 picks. So he's yeah. done that after playing 30 games as well and had a better um, financial offer, I think, on the table for him at the Giants to, to stay, but um, and a, a reasonable offer to stay as well. And they'll keen to keep him. But in the end, uh, the lure of home and the lure of Geelong was enough to, to get him across the line. And Look, pick 18, I think he's pretty fair value, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, he's played 30 games. In his draft year, he was anywhere from pick sort of 10 to, to 15 or so, wherever he was going to get selected. Um, come off an injury, hit draft season, and also a little bit of injury in the, the previous year before that too. But I like him as a player. I think he's got a lot of ability, and mm-hmm. that was a reason why he played and was able to play 30 games across two seasons with the Giants. He's, he's skillful. 
Um, can play off half forward as well. It's probably where I see him fitting in a little bit of midfield time as well at the Cats. But what it does, of course, then in terms of the next few days, yeah, create is an interesting landscape for how the Cats now get a deal across the line for Ollie Henry and, and what's going to suffice for uh, Collingwood to be comfortable. How do they do it, do you think? Well, they have to dip into their future first round pick now, don't they? Yeah. At the moment, obviously they're out of the first round of this year's draft. Now, apart from pick seven, they're not going to use pick seven to split it and back. They, they want to hold. That's been part of, obviously, the Jack Bowes situation. They don't have it in their hands yet, but but they will. Um, and then their next pick is at, at pick 38. Now, that's not going to be enough to be no. uh, getting Ollie Henry across the line. They might get another selection in through Asava Radigalea if he goes. But again, that one's still in a little bit of flux given how much Port Adelaide's got going on as well and how much they'll want to pay for him versus Junior Rioli versus Jason Orn Francis and how that all fits into that melting pot. So uh, I think it's going to have to be a, a future first-round pick um, to get that one near enough to, to appease Collingwood, who... I still think we'll have hopes that they can turn Ollie Henry around if a deal doesn't get done because um, it's not as if they're not keen to keep him. They want to keep him and they can to retain him. And he's played 15 games this year in a side that finished in the preliminary final, 20-odd goals and and has a lot of ability. So, yeah, that that, that is a real watch now in the next few days. Get to a quick question from AG off the text line. Don't teams have to use a certain number of round one picks every four years? Have Geelong done that? Well, they have in the sense that it's two every four years. Uh, 2019, which is when this period would have started for Geelong, they'd got two first-round picks in that year in Cooper Stevens and Sam DeConing. Uh, they then used another one in 2020 with Max Holmes. And, of course, this year they're going to have pick seven. Yeah, so within so that period, they've ha- they have actually used they, – or, they, or they will, by the end of this year, use four picks inside four years. And, of course, you can – if it's going to be a rolling – four years and, and 23 counts in that and 22 yeah. and 21 and 20, then they've, they've hit their two markers. So they would be able to trade out their, their future first if they wanted to. Mm. Get to a few other queries. Luke Jackson and the holding pattern that's there between Melbourne and Fremantle at the moment, which you wrote about on afl.com.au and inside trading last night. Yeah, and it is a holding pattern. Uh, and the Dockers have put forward pick 13 and a future first round pick. We've reported on... Inside training on afl.com.au over a couple of weeks now that the Demons are keen on a top seven selection and a future first as well to come through with that. Now, Fremantle have clearly beefed up their assets this year, this week, yes. having done the deals with Griffin Logue and Blake Akers and also, of course, Darcy Tucker. So they have um, two second round picks for next year. They have two third round picks for next year. And they also have two fourth round picks for next year or one fourth round pick for next year. So they are in a good position in terms of um, having more chips at the table. Yep. But they are still firm around what their offer is and Melbourne's still firm around what it's it's, um, willing to accept. So I don't expect too much more uh, movement on that. There's been some discussion around, you know, getting that that special assistance package, the the future two tied to Fremantle and, and then another pick going back the other way to the Dockers. But look, I think there's still a fair bit to play out on that one. Do you reckon that's a Wednesday job? Oh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, okay. No. So not, not to the deadline, but I mean, West Coast sitting in the background, but they're not, he's not going to West Coast, is he? 
I don't see that happening. Yeah. No, I don't see that happening. But um, there's the preseason draft, you know, threat that's there if it, if it doesn't go that way. But I still think a deal will get uh, sorted here. Yeah. It's, it's the power of the contract, isn't it? You know, the player who's in contract versus those who are out, there's, there's a whole different um, schism of, of what the trade can look like. So, but Fremantle getting done a lot of its work early does create a, a bigger hand to play with if they're willing to, to go down that line. But at the moment, it's it's I wouldn't say it's a standoff, but I think it's just um, everyone is really clear on what they want and they're not at the meeting point at the moment. Deals taking Jason Horn francis and Junior Rioli to Port Adelaide. Where do they sit? Uh, still in progress. I mean, we spoke about this yesterday. I still think mm. that um, the, the pick two being involved has the, the bones around it to, yep. to get something achieved. Mm-hmm. And there's just going to be a requirement to keep three clubs happy. And, yeah. you know, the more clubs that you add to these things, the more people you have to please. Yes. But also the more ability you have to, to work around what you've got and what you don't have and what you need to keep, uh, obviously North Melbourne has to be satisfied because they've got uh, Jason Horn Francis and, and he's contracted. And that again is, is the difference between some of these deals that are happening and not, but look, I feel like there's enough to that proposed three way swap that if it added or subtracted or some things thrown in could, could make that happen. Do you think Port Adelaide will have to lose a player for it to happen? Uh, not necessarily to West Coast or North Melbourne, but to shift out a player to get in extra picks. Don't no, don't think so. Not mm. necessarily. Yeah. So we know we know players have been. No, I don't think so. I know I know players have been asked about. We reported yesterday that uh, Dan Houston was inquired about by West Coast. That happened. So the Eagles definitely asked the question as to whether or not he'd want to be involved. Um, Port Adelaide had no willingness to do that, which makes me think that they don't necessarily think they need to, to get it done. Um, I don't think Dan Houston had any indica- any intent to go there either. So um, he's, he's got a contract for five yeah, years. And he only signed it in March. So yeah, I, I think they can negotiate this one without having to lose a player. I'm not sure how, where they're at in terms of list spots and list sizes or anything like that. I don't, don't have the numbers with me, but I think they, they'd be pretty confident they might be able to get it done. What about the Jacob Hopper deal? You reported on Thursday that the Giants had met and done a medical with Ivan Soldo. Yeah, so I think this could help the Jacob Hopper deal uh, get over the line in the sense that at the moment, Richmond's offers pick 31 in the future first. And as you reported earlier in the week, that's probably not going to get it done. Or the Giants have certainly indicated that, that won't get it done. So whether or not Ivan Soldo is somehow involved in this, whether or not it's independent of the deal, but it gives Richmond more assets to work with in the Jacob Hopper trade as in they're, they're done separately or they're done together is another question. But the Giants now, I think, have got a, a really interest in, in Soldo and you you can get a gauge of that by the fact that when he was holidaying and visiting family in Canberra, which is where he's from and where he grew up over the off-season, they obviously met him a couple of times, put him through a medical. I think that that gives a sense that they'd, they'd be willing to, to trade for him if it came came to it. Um, so I don't think it necessarily is the key to the deal, but I think it certainly aids Richmond in the sense that they probably need more picks to get these deals done. And we've spoken about Jack Graham. On yeah. What's the, the latest on Graham? Well, at the moment he's not going to, we know he's not going to Port Adelaide. He's told Richmond he doesn't want to get traded to Port Adelaide. But I, I think that if an offer's there for him, I wouldn't rule out that 
maybe he'd look around given the fact that he's going to be put, like his situation's still the same at Richmond. Yeah. Uh, the reason why he met Port Adelaide was because he thought that his situation might change given the arrival of Hopper and Taranto. And I think that that, that won't change um, now, but um, I think he's happy to stay if he needs to. But if an offer comes like what Port Adelaide had indicated they might be prepared to offer then from someone else, then maybe he'd look at it. But I don't think there's necessarily the need for Richmond to do it if Soldo does move, if you, if you know what I mean there. Mm. So it's an interesting one. How do you see that one playing out? Yeah, similarly. Uh, I mean, all indications are looking like Soldo has a willingness to, to be involved, don't you think? Yeah. I think I think the fact that he's clearly second in line behind Toby Nankervis now. I mean, he only signed a three-year deal last September. So he's got two years to run on that. But I think his situation's changed a little bit in the sense that he only played 13 games last year. Um, was sort of disposed from the team a little bit. Nankervis has taken on a greater role with the captaincy and clearly now is their number one ruckman going forward. The Giants have rucks on their list. They've got Briggs, they've got Flynn, they've got Proust. Mm. And there's also a guy called Nick Madden coming through their academy system as well. Yeah. Who I think is likely to end up there and I, I think he's got some ability too. I, he's not going to be a really early bid, but certainly has some ability. No, but they might be looking at it in the sense that if you add Soldo to the mix, does he become their immediate number one? Does he surpass a, a Braden Proust and become their immediate number one? They showed a willingness on a couple of times last year to play two rucks, so that gives them another option. So there's plenty to work through there. There's, what, five days left in the trade period before Wednesday night's deadline, so there will be plenty for clubs to get through. Cal, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to have the Gold Coast Suns new recruit, Tom Berry, on the line very shortly. This is the trade exchange for Reem. Built tough for Aussie conditions when it comes to water heating. Ask your plumber to install a ream. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Two juicy chicken. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.